Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 281 of Lean Blog Audio. I've gotten a little behind in posting these, so I'm back and I'm going to catch up on some posts from June and July. This is a post from June 6th, 2019. The blog is titled Lean, a combination of why and why not. When we have really sticky, complicated problems like the widespread healthcare patient safety and quality problems, I think it's interesting to think about what's happening in terms of, one, is this a problem that can't be solved in general? Two, is this a problem that the organization cannot solve? They don't know how. Is this a problem they just won't solve? Or is this something they don't need to solve? When we look at patient safety, there are many examples that show improvement is possible, dramatic improvement. So it comes down to a question of can't, won't, or don't need to. In the lean approach, asking why happens a lot. I mean, why should we improve? Why is that problem occurring? We might ask why five times or many times. We can also ask why not in a way that triggers and encourages, hopefully, improvement, innovation, and a break from the way we've always done it. It's maybe tempting for people to say, we've never been able to solve that problem before. I mean, therefore, it's unsolvable and we shouldn't feel bad about it. It's not solvable. Well, why not? I mean, that's a challenge, but that's good. Toyota says their continuous improvement culture is based on principles that include challenge, Kaizen, and Genji Genbutsu. Genji Genbutsu means basically go and see in, in Japanese. Kaizen means continuous improvement. In a recent talk that I gave, I shared some examples of organizations that said basically, why not, in response to important challenges. If we believe safety is important, we need to ask more why not questions, perhaps. Why not reduce CLABSIs, or central line-associated bloodstream infection rates? I mean, it's possible, as Dr. Rick Shannon has demonstrated many times. I did a podcast with him. You can find that by going to leanblog.org slash 127. Now, when the number of infections went down, so did the average length of stay. Cost went down too. So other organizations could ask, why not? Or why can't we do this too? As you can see in a YouTube video that uh, I've linked to in the post, and by the way, you can find the blog post by going to leanblog.org slash audio 281. Park Nicolette Health System asked, why not bring all of the cancer treatment to the patient? There are good reasons why they can't bring radiation treatment to the patient, but they figured out how to bring everything else to them. They called this philosophy uh, where care comes to you. One why not challenge was involved in uh, having to figure out how to fit an exam table and a reclining chair into private patient treatment rooms. Uh, the rooms would have been too large to make the whole model work. Why not have a recliner that goes flat and also raises up to become a proper exam table? Well, so instead of letting that challenge be a barrier, they figured it out. They invented a chair that could also be an exam table. Problem solved. Challenge defeated. I found some other why nots when I visited Sweden a few years back. And in the name of improving patient flow and outcomes for heart attack patients, they asked, why not have the EKG done in the ambulance? They also asked, why not send the EKG electronically so we can review it at the hospital before the patient arrives? They also asked, why not send some patients directly to the cath lab if the EKG results indicate that? Well, then, you know, they figured this all out. When Theta Care reduced their door-to-balloon time 
for heart attack patients, they asked things like, why not let the ER docs read the EKG instead of waiting for a cardiologist at 2 a.m.? Or, you know, they're, are, you know, they are the e, uh, ER docs not trained as well. You know, then why not train them so they can do it? Thetacare saw dramatic reductions in those door to balloon times and a reduction in what they call false positive rates, meaning quality in that process had also improved. Back to the hospital in Sweden, they were facing delays in aspects of inpatient cardiac care, as I blogged about then. I wrote, at St. Grand Hospital, the cardiology unit was sending patients to a centralized department for ultrasound testing and for stress testing. It was a, quote, team-based decision to put a small unit of capacity, OR capacity, right in the cardiology space. They now, with lean thinking, have their own ultrasound machine and a treadmill. They did this to avoid patient movement and delay. Why not? Based on that experience, the unit in Sweden started to question the delays incurred in sending patients from cardiology um, to get pacemakers implanted in the operating rooms. It's, you know, it's operating room, the surgical theaters are um, a centralized department, as it is in every hospital. That centralized unit creates scheduling complexity and increase in emergency patients or a delay or a delay in outpatient cases might hamper flow of patients from the cardiology unit. So I wrote, you know, so the team decided to build a dedicated and specialized small operating room in the cardiology unit. They now do pacemaker implantation right there, a shorter, more simplified patient flow. Which is more powerful? We've never done it that way, or why not? At Franciscan St. Francis Health, the neonatal ICU faced the sad challenge of a baby getting a pressure ulcer on the back of their head. They asked, why not create a mattress cover that could be designed in a way that allowed it to be changed without moving the baby completely off of that super heavy special mattress? They solved that challenge. They eliminated some of the barriers that were there um, that, that prevented uh, people from um, changing the covers on uh, the, the heavy mattress. It was easier to just not use the special mattress and that increased the risk of pressure ulcers. Again, they solved that challenge. Why not? One final challenge I think about is empty hand sanitizer dispensers. It's something I find way too often. Making the hand sanitizer uh, readily available is, is really important. Is this a problem that can't be solved in general? Something the organization can't solve? Something they won't solve? Or something they don't need to solve? I refuse to think that it can't be solved. So which situation is it? I mean, why, why not solve that problem? Why not find a more creative way? As I've proposed before, uh, I, I created or somebody actually made a prototype for what I call the two-bin hand sanitizer concept. And you can find a link to that, again, going to leanblog.org slash audio281. Now, facing important challenges and making progress isn't easy, but it's got to feel better than being self-defeating about what can't be done. What inspiring why-not situations have you seen in healthcare or in any setting? I'd love to hear what you think. You can comment again by going to leanblog.org slash audio 281.